Welcome to the Regroup Hour, the podcast that's all about how we make and manage change by building a bedrock of self-care. Self-care that comes from self-awareness and self-compassion. This is a gentle hour-ish to take some time out for yourself to simply be and see whatever this time brings. It truly is an opportunity to regroup. I'm sure we've all seen over the past year how houses in more remote and beautiful parts of the country have become so sought after. People leaving places where perhaps they've lived for many years to move to the countryside maybe escaping city life, moving to a new life. And it's hard to know what sits underneath this phenomena that we've seen. And for many people, it may be that the time in lockdown gave them the opportunity to see how they could realise a long-held dream, perhaps just having that time to themselves to to reflect and, and to look forward gave them an opportunity to make it happen. And for others, though, it may have been subconsciously driven by fear. When things are happening to us that we can't control, and I think we can all agree that COVID has definitely been something that has happened to us, we seek control in other ways. So moving house could be one of the the ways that we try to uh, maintain our sense of volition, of our own actions. And the reason for beginning with this reflection is that there is an indisputable truth about moving house. Wherever you live, you'll still be taking yourself with you. So today I want to explore this idea of running from or moving toward. An exploration of What is it that is motivating our actions when we're seeking to make a change in our lives? And on this topic of moving house, when we moved back to the UK um, 23 years ago now, we both thought it was only going to be for 10 years. And in fact, we actually nearly did move from the UK to France um, when our son was seven, which would have been at the 10 year mark. But a little voice from the back seat of the car as we were returning from our recce trip saying, I'm still going to go to school with all my friends, (laughs) made us realise that the choice was no longer just ours. So we stayed. But if I'm really honest, we've been mentally moving. I say we, let's let's be honest, I've been mentally moving pretty much the whole time that we've lived in this house where we where we are now and we've been here for 20 years. And here is gorgeous. It's a wonderful house, a lovely village with close friends and family nearby. But something always felt like it was missing. And it took doing work on myself to see that the issue wasn't the house or the view from the back door, but me. I wanted to move away from things about myself. And beginning the process of resolving those meant that I I finally had a sensation of having moved in 
to the house where I live now. Um, it was probably about five years ago now, and I've been really happy here ever since. And I'm really mindful as I'm saying this, that it doesn't sound like I was unhappy. I wasn't. I just knew that, that something wasn't right. And so rather than look outside of myself for that answer, which I think I had been doing for some time, I began to look inside myself. We use this language here of intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. When we're always looking outside of ourselves for the answers, the fault for our pain, our unhappiness, our anger, our disquietude, always falls at someone else's or something else's feet. And I'm going to explore this a bit more as we go through today's episode. There's an important point here, and it's about recognising that our choices about what we think and feel belong to us and to no one else. And recognising this can be a really useful step towards seeing what we can change on a deep inner level about how we experience the world. And it's actually, uh, it's a mindset shift that can give us an enormous amount of power in how we live our lives. So just to explore this idea of, um, or the metaphor of moving house or, or how moving house can be an indication of this um, running from as versus moving toward uh, mindset. Sometimes we see serial movers, you know, people trying to find the perfect environment because then it will all be okay, whatever it is. Um, but the truth here is that if you haven't resolved the things you're trying to move away from that perhaps are sitting inside yourself, then they'll all still be there before you've finished unpacking. The view from the window may change, but the inner view will be the same. And this applies to jobs, to relationships, to our bodies, where we can find ourselves endlessly trying to change something about our outer life. And I call it living in the ifs. So if I lose a couple of stone, I'll be happy. If, if I have fewer wrinkles, I'll be happy. If I have thicker hair, I'll be happy. If I exercise constantly, if I work somewhere else, if I just have more money in the bank. And living on the ifs could mean always living in the anticipated change avoiding the reality of the present rather than being in the present. So another really useful step alongside uh, that point around recognising our choices sit with us can be about making peace with our present, whatever it is. So just as finding you're not happy after moving house when you're really trying to move on from something that feels painful in your life becomes the fault of the house or your family members, your job, the neighbours or the local council or whatever it might be, looking inside ourselves with compassion and without judgment can help us see what really makes us feel off balance 
And there's an aside here that addiction is also a way of moving away from an inner pain. And when you stop whatever that addictive behavior is, you find that you have to face into the things you were trying to run from. Otherwise, you can end up simply replacing one addiction for another. And there are two amazing books on this, if if that resonates with you or if you're curious about um, what that looks like and um, and about the whole world of addiction generally. In the Realm of the Hungry Ghosts by Gabor Mate. And the other book, um, which I've just finished recently reading myself, is The Body Holds the Score. Um, and the point here around um, how... Um, how we can replace one addiction for another when we're in this mindset of moving away from or running away from as opposed to moving toward a behavior is that it's not necessarily even about swapping things like alcohol for gambling, which which can happen. It can also include um, swapping alcohol for ultra endurance events. So even exercise can become an addiction. And it's essentially when it becomes something we can't do without or that we do to avoid dealing with other stuff in our lives, i.e. running away from something. So a question here is, is running away from something always a bad thing? And the answer is no. Um, and I, I'll talk more about what actually happens uh, with these these two kind of forms of motivation, this running toward or running away from motivation and what's actually going on inside us when it happens. But one point here is we have this this phrase that we use uh, in our everyday language, which is a change is as good as a rest. And, and a change may actually end up giving you the space to deal with the real issues that are sitting underneath um, whatever it is that you, you're trying to move away from. So for me, my example of that is when I tried to leave my job after burning out um, a few years ago, I actually ended up taking three months sabbatical. And I used that time to face into what I'd been running from, which was grief, grief and low self-esteem and and poor self-care, which came from that. And then I returned to work really clear about how I was going to work in the future, not necessarily knowing what I was going to do, but clear about the way in which I wanted to work. And so that that time away gave me the opportunity to really examine what was most useful for me rather than just continuing on the, the treadmill that I got myself onto where I was using work to escape the things that was causing me pain. So broadly, there are two types of motivation. There are lots of other motivational drivers, and I might do a, a podcast on those at some point, actually. But broadly, there are these two types of motivation. So moving towards something or moving away from something. And it's really clear to say that we need both. So... If you imagine a deer grazing in the forest, 
And then out of the corner of her eye, she spots the long grass moving and she sees that hidden within their stripes is a tiger. The deer is going to run as fast as she can until she feels she's once more at a safe distance. It doesn't matter what direction she goes in as long as she gets away. So here we're seeing this away from motivation. It's undirected. There's no, she's not making a conscious choice about which which place to run to. She's just getting away from the thing that's causing her to be afraid. So if you have a goal about wanting to change something in your life, but you're away from motivation is stronger than your towards motivation. It could be undirected. It could be that it's actually taking you further away from where you actually want to end up, particularly if we're, we're acting on an instinctive level rather than doing it in a really conscious way. So as soon as the deer is far enough away from that tiger, her motivation to run disappears. This away from motivation is really short-lived. It's a survival strategy that only lasts as long as it's needed. However, if away from motivation is all that you have or all that you're focused on, it runs out once you get far enough away from the thing you want to get away from. So you might find that once that motivation has gone, you end up just staying stuck where you are until the next thing that you really dislike comes along and makes you want to move again. So this can be where people whose motivation to lose weight, and again, this resonates really deeply with me, when it comes from not liking what you see in the mirror, and you can get to a point where as you start to like what you see in the mirror, the motivation to, to lose the next bit of weight dissipates because, the, because what, where the motivation is coming from is a sense of a, moving away from not liking what you see. And so that drives the desire to get fitter, to get stronger, to, to lose the weight. But as soon as you start quite liking what you see in the mirror, that motivation goes. And so the motivation to exercise, the motivation to eat better, the motivation to lose that weight dissipates too. And another point around this away from motivation is that it's also highly stressful So if we think back to that deer running from the tiger, that's a state of immense stress. It's only meant to last in a short burst. Like I said, it's a survival strategy. But when we're constantly in a state of away from, then we're constantly stressed. So back to my point around how I was, when I ended up getting burnt out from work, it wasn't really the work that was doing it. It was the way that I was working. And it was my constant state of stress of moving away from the things that were um, disturbing me, the grief, um, that was keeping me in a highly agitated state. And as we know, high levels of stress are one of the key factors for ill health. However, 
when we shift into a towards motivation where we know what we're aiming at and we know why we really want to get there if we get knocked off course as inevitably happens sometimes we just correct our course so we're pointing back at the goal again and we keep going that motivation stays with us and we keep moving toward the thing that we desire so towards motivation is directional we have focus and we have purpose and we know where we're heading and also as we get closer to our goal our motivation if anything gets stronger because we get a sense of reward that we're moving toward the thing that we desire and lastly it's not stressful even if our current surroundings are unpleasant our underlying mood is still positive because we're focused on our inspiring vision. So our motivation to make it happen gets us through the challenges or obstacles that we encounter. So that's what's going on uh, inside our heads, inside our bodies, when we're considering um, moving what we're moving toward and what we're moving away from. But how do we manage it? There are a few questions that we can ask ourselves. When we're considering making a big change or we find ourselves constantly making changes in our external world, our extrinsic experience of the world, in our job, in where we live, and perhaps in relationships, um, perhaps in friendship groups. Um, One question we can ask ourselves is, what is it? that we're looking for? What is it that we're seeking from this change? And being really honest with ourselves, really listening in to what it is that we're seeking from the change that we're looking to create. Another question could be, particularly in relation to what I shared around addiction, is to be really honest with ourselves about What is the activity that we're doing bringing us? How is it serving us? And to do all this with deep compassion, without judgment. To really understand whether the behaviour or the change is something that brings us joy or does it feel like a compulsion? And as I've been talking If there have been thoughts or feelings that have arisen for you that you've then swerved around or immediately sort of sought to suppress, then notice that. Is there discomfort here? And if there is, then maybe there's a beautiful opportunity here just to sit with those feelings for a moment if it doesn't feel too painful for you. To sit with those feelings and to allow yourself to really see what is it that they're asking for from you. And it may be that you then choose to actually do some work with someone else who can support you in managing whatever it is that's arising for you. So either someone like myself, or maybe even some therapeutic support. But working with a coach can often be a wonderful way of simply laying out in front of you 
What is it that's driving your behaviour? What is it that's driving this desire to move house, to move jobs, to change relationships, whatever it might be? And what could be sitting underneath it that's inside you that may benefit from some deeper reflection, some deeper attention? And I think a really important point here as well is that it's okay if there are things you're avoiding. As long as we're honest with ourselves that they're there and effectively give ourselves permission to deal with them when we're ready. And what that can do is simply open us up to the potential that we can deal with them, that we can address them. And that in turn can help create an inner environment of change. So, there we go, a little exploration of how it is to explore whether we are running from or moving toward whatever it is that we're seeking to do. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. And if there's anything at all that you want to talk to me about or Um, or just ask me, then you can always message me, henny at regroup.co.uk, or just come and find me on Instagram, henny underscore Flynn, or over on Facebook, search me and you'll find me there. It's lovely to have been here with you. And as ever, I hope this finds you well. I hope it finds you happy. And I just want to extend my thanks once more to the wonderful Angus of Chango Music for his production and the music that you hear at the beginning and end of the episode. And I send you a hug and a wave.